0: What's going on nerds? This is Mike. I don't usually do this before episodes um, But I thought it was kind of important for this one Uh, We try to have a lot of fun on dragging these balls in the comic zone in general Uh, But this episode is really close to my heart, especially when it comes to like mental health issues Um, And I know that there are people out there uh, suffering in silence you know going through depression going through through the kinds of things or similar things that Vegeta is in the episodes that we're gonna cover view we appreciate you for because without you guys there is no comic zone there is no dragging these balls there's none of it so thank you and if you are struggling don't do it in silence talk to somebody call the suicide and crisis lifeline that's at 988 they've made that number really short easy to remember so if you're struggling and you have nobody to talk to talk to them talk to somebody we appreciate every each and every one of you that listen to the show and give us a little bit of your time
1: oh, oh how is that possible oh, oh.
0: welcome 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 to the comic comic
1: Welcome back, all you nerds. This is the Comic Zone presents Dragon D's Balls. I am Vince, joined by my two good friends here, Mike and Ted, and just like the king of demons himself, Deborah, we're here to spit on you and make you rock hard. So, uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> told you guys. Was, I had a zinger, right out, had a zinger right out the gate. I had a zinger right out the gate there. Yeah, I'm glad your vagina's <laughs> feeling better. Oh, it's 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 healed well, labia and clitoris. You know, the doctor said it's, it's not, just, not all swollen anymore. Doesn't just, look
2: like a roast beef sandwich.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it kind of it's still dark around the edges, but <laughs> it's not full. Quit dragging pink. that
2: shit on the floor.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't help it, dude. It sags. Yeah. Step on it sometimes. That's gross. <laughs> Leave a snail trail through the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Gary and SpongeBob, you know? It's yeah, get the, the dog in trouble. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Dude, a I swear. the dog just, dragging his ass. Yeah, dragging his ass. I don't know what that gross brown liquid is on the floor. <laughs>
0: God damn. <laughs> <laughs> fucking meow. Have guys, meow. <laughs>
1: Have you guys missed me? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, we did
0: last week. I mean... We we got her done though, and that was actually uh, that episode went better than I thought it would, just because we were covering basically filler, and we I think we did a pretty decent job. You guys killed it. You did a really on. Uh, <clears throat> I was worried about that one, but we pulled her off, and yeah. we did it uh, outside on Ted's porch, yeah. drinking beers. Yeah, it was a good time. Had yeah. a had an AC unit blaring in the background. We thought would come up in the recording, but it didn't. Yeah, turned out turned out good. Real good so, time.
2: That's always good. Fuck yeah. Yeah, we'll have to record over there again.
0: Well, yeah, all, yeah. I thought about it tonight, but or today.
2: Yeah. Yeah, midday the kids are running around all crazy. So. Yeah. Yeah, there is that.
0: So today we are going to. We kind of left off. We didn't really cover the Goku-Vegeta fight, which I think we should give it more attention. Yeah, definitely. So we can start a little before that on the ship because this is basically going to be a Vegeta episode. We're not really covering any certain arc because the Buu saga is so... Just fluid all the way through. It's hard to break it up into pieces. So I think throughout it we need to just... uh, of focus on, yeah. We need to focus on the key events that stand out to us, right? Yeah, which is basically what this show is, anyway.
2: Well, yeah, definitely. Like, there's, there's lots of filler out there, yeah. And then, you know,
0: like, so, I mean, really, what we're covering is not in this episode, isn't going to be like that many episodes, mm-hmm. but there it's one. You could call it different events, and they are different events, but within one major event, which is Vegeta changing, basically in front of, right in front of your eyes.
2: Yeah, like he he goes through a pretty solid transformation. Like starts off
0: and not like Super Saiyan style, but no, mentally, no, like mentally, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, without a doubt, like his character development through this little arc here is. I mean, his character development through the series is amazing, but in this particular area, you see him dip back into his old ways just a little bit. Oh, no, not a little bit. A lot of bit. A lot of bit. Like, when he decides...
2: So, like, we'll talk about the ship a little bit, just because it's super relevant to Vegeta, right? So, like, yeah. go. he's watching Gohan fight Dabura, and... He is so fucking mad because Gohan has basically just, like, stopped training and given up, right? Mm -hmm. And he's not even as powerful as he was during the Cell games, and it's just pissing Vegeta off.
0: Well, yeah, and And I think he even mentions that, like, if he was even as powerful as when he beat Cell, he would take Deborah no problem. Right.
2: Exactly. Yeah, and, like...
0: And that is, okay, That on top of everything... We've talked about how they put Gohan on that high mountain peak by having him, yeah, and then just let him just float off of there, you know what I mean? They just didn't do anything, and they made him a joke, basically, after.
1: I absolutely hate one when they already made him kind of a scholar. I felt like they could have done that a little bit both you know what i mean they could have made him a scholar without him completely giving up on his training completely turning his back to basically being a saiyan warrior um
0: well he never cared about that
1: i i love the great saiyan man don't get me wrong but i see where like a lot of people thought that was like a fucking clown move like a joke you know like
0: actually it i think it makes a lot of sense Yeah, like him Uh, trying to blend with society. Well, not that. Not only that, but think about what he went through on Namek with the Genu Force and how flamboyant and crazy with the poses they were. And that definitely had to make an impression on him when he, he was a little kid. Oh, yeah. And, like, was nearly beat to death by those guys or one of those guys. Right. And. So that made a huge impression on him. That like So for him to do that, I don't think is too far off base. And actually him falling off after the Cell games makes a lot of sense for Gohan.
1: Well, yeah. I, I, I like the great Saiyaman. I'm just saying I see both sides of the argument. Yeah, like, it I, sucks. I lean more towards like it makes sense. I like it. I don't really care too much that they made him the great Man. But I was watching a video, an interesting video, on, like, things that the fans, like, hated the most with DBZ, and that was ranked pretty high. Well, it wasn't a video, it was an article, but, like, and I got the argument, you know, with the great Saiyan man, just because he is very goofy, there's not very much seriousness. But I like that, because, like, it breaks a show up. You know it does, and it gives a little bit of comedy and humor to it. It doesn't always have to be like fucking serious, right you know well, like
0: yep. and when he's seriously fighting, he's not the great man. no he's being he's playing a superhero yeah. part he's using his powers for the, the for good, good, good. The city, yeah. and you yeah. gotta imagine one of these guys would have tried that, right, like somebody would have tried to be like a you know traditional superhero eventually with their yeah. powers you would have thought it'd be yamcha or something though
1: yeah that would have definitely would have been yamcha that's a yeah, yamcha move for sure that is sure. a yamcha move for sure but
0: he didn't and also i wanted to bring up just real quick about yamcha it's like we kind of shit on him throughout this whole thing mhm really that dude you know he he steps up quite a bit like all the time yeah like, like especially he, in like at the cell stuff. Yeah, at like the we cell were... at the end of the cell games, and yep. when he, I mean him, Tn, Krillin, yeah, everybody he... were jumping in and trying to help Gohan, even though they knew they were nothing to sell, and he still had the fucking balls, and he was he might have been the weakest person there. Right. Yeah, and then he still had the balls to jump in there.
2: Right. And not only that, but like even after they keep getting knocked down, like he keeps getting up. Yeah. So
1: Well and I'm right there with you guys too, because like the more we've talked about the series and him and like the underdevelopment of humans in the series, like I honestly agree that would be a pretty badass like thing if they gave him a power up. The humans found a new level to reach, you know, power wise. Yamcha? Yeah. It, or the humans in general. He's
0: turned into a gag within the show now, though, even more than he was before. Like they even played on that, like him waiting for them to come get him for the tournament of power, even though they didn't even consider him. And that that kind of that kind of sucks.
1: But I I think that would make it better though, you know, because then if he found that new level, a new power level, where he. Yeah, maybe he's not going to be taking on Goku or Vegeta, but maybe he could give like Piccolo a run for his money. You know, it would be one uh, of not those Not at this point. ...where they would all kind of go, oh, shit, we've been kind of clowning on this dude, and now he's getting if powerful. It, okay,
0: but the problem with that is... There are pe- better people to power up than Yamcha. Like, ah, you could, you could like do it Krillin. with Tien or Krillin. Well, yeah, but... They already kind of did it with... Uh, Master Roshi. Yeah. I mean, but those dudes just, like, do a steady climb. There isn't any transformation. That, that's what sucks. See,
1: I, I think it would just be funny with Yamcha. Like, TN or Krillin, it does make sense. Like, Ultra it,
0: Instinct Shaggy. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, exactly. It, it just, it would be, like, silly because everyone, like you, you were saying, they've been kind of clowning him and dogging him and super. And he,
0: con- he like, little do they know he's been training, like, Nobody pays attention and that like drives him that wouldn't yeah, that be cool like it's like him not being invited like drives him to train in secret and like he comes back yeah, and, and is like villain. not maybe not a villain that would be funny though yeah he comes like, back all pissed he off He pissed off Yamcha and he's like super legit bad motherfucker like he finally got to where he could train like vegeta yeah. And he's like really at five hundred times gravity and just like a bad motherfucker. <laughs> and he's just pissed and off. And hits and hits that that human rage transformation. It's like superhuman Yumcha. Yep. <laughs> and he's just fucking jacked legit and pissed off. He's like, you motherfuckers. You fucking Dragon left Ball me. super
2: jacked and legit pissed off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm here to uh, kick uh, yeah. ass and take Dragon Balls, and there's no fucking Dragon Balls. <laughs> anyway,
0: yeah, we're out of Dragon Balls.
1: Yeah, we're all out of Dragon Balls.
0: Uh, So, back to Go. I just wanted to say that uh-huh. I think Yamcha deserved a little more respect than we have been giving him, at least at that time. Right. It's like him, like he wasn't being a little bitch about it either. He, no, was no, like, he, he was like he was like right he was ride or die in that moment and that yep. was pretty legit. Yep,
1: yep, I agree one hundred percent. I'll redact my my comments for that portion. Well, for that yeah, portion. for
0: that I mean, yeah, you just gotta pick it up and talk about like character arcs. Maybe Yamcha's isn't as obvious as like Vegeta's. Yeah, right? but like that is a little character growth I think compared to like him. Pissing and moaning during the android shit. And then uh, stepping up against somebody even more powerful. Right. That's pretty dope.
1: Yep. It's pretty dope.
0: Uh, but anyway, back to Gohan and him fighting Deborah.
2: Yeah, and Vegeta getting all bent out of shape because Gohan's not where he should be power-wise. And Vegeta views it as basically just wasting time. And then... That's about the time that Bobbity kind of starts seeing that Vegeta has, like, that darkness inside of him. And Deborah pulls out, and that's when Bobbity you know, attacks Vegeta's mind and turns him. And, like, it's a pretty intense scene. Like, you watch Vegeta, like, appear to be fighting it, which I think he was some but you kind of find out that he also decided to let Bobby just take over so that he could get rid of his emotion so that he could
0: and this Full is, on
2: fight Goku.
0: And this isn't like a spur of the moment thing I don't think. I mean it's a him grabbing in an opportunity. Right. But this is clearly something Vegeta's been worried about for a while. Yeah. Or like something that's been bothering him is like he's he's starting to feel feelings. And he don't like that shit. Well, and it was, yeah, and it's, there's,
1: it's it's calculated because later on when he talks about the spell taking him over, he was saying how he observed in the tournament. Uh, what was his name, Popovich, the fighter that? Spopovich. Yeah, I always Spopovich. That's right. I can't I remember
0: the that. other guy's name though. No, for the life of me. I Bald yeah. guy number two, but the, the, the little guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like. You know, he saw how they were fighting. Uh, Spopovich was fighting against Videl, and how he had that massive power increase. And so, it was it was pretty well calculated. You know, like he he had already seen that and seen what Bobby's spell could do for him. I think more regard. than the
0: power boost, he was looking at the mental freedom. Oh aspect. no, it was
2: it was definitely both because he calls it out during his fight with Goku. Well, sure, like he calls but, it out specifically that like when he saw Goku fighting.
0: But doesn't Goku, like, in the middle of the fight, go, oh, you would never accept help from anyone before this, like, why are you doing it now? Doesn't somebody say that to him?
2: Yeah, it was Goku. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was, like... <coughs> if I because it's not right, within... his response was really just, like, I've spent my entire life, you know, basically getting shit on by you. Like, at every turn, just when I think I'm strong enough, like... I lose and then you save the day. Like he talks about how demeaning it is. Like he's the Prince of all Saiyans yet this low level, you know, side Saiyan is just fucking everything up and surpassing him. Mm -hmm. And I think that in combination with the emotional side was, you know, obviously it was enough to push him over the edge and let Bobbidi take over. And he definitely wanted that power so that he could actually fight Goku.
0: It wasn't only just about Goku, though. It was about... He even says it. He's like, I actually have <clears throat> started to think that the Earth is a nice place to live. Yep. He's like, I love my family. Mm-hmm. And he felt like that was weakening him. It made him weaker. When in reality, he didn't realize that that can actually make you stronger. He didn't...
2: Right. That's why Goku and Gohan grow beyond
0: him on a regular basis. I think for Goku, it's a little different. Yeah. (laughs) Like for Goku, it's like a one-minded... Like, yeah, sure, he wants to protect the people around him, but he also... It's really just because he wants to be stronger. Well, yeah.
2: But, like, you look at, like, the big Catalyst moments for him. Like, the first time he goes Super Saiyan, like that is a protective moment
1: yeah yeah seeing his childhood best friend killed in front of him right set him yeah.
2: off the edge. so like i don't know i feel like a lot of the big saiyan jumps in general are fueled by either like wanting to protect or rage yeah
0: for vegeta it's always been just like rage yeah
2: no not even just rage like the uh, the I mean, drive to be right, it's like the first time he goes Super Saiyan is like him just
0: letting go, and him not giving a fuck, basically. Right. Yeah, he's like I don't care. Yeah, but now I think that's just an interesting struggle that you're seeing from Vegeta. Is like he wants to be, he wants to be his old self. He felt like he was freer then. He felt like life was better then, and he could. He was the strongest, and you know what I mean? Yeah, like he was just
2: going planet to planet wrecking shit. So that's what I mean, like the
0: mental freedom, he didn't care. And like, now he's starting to care, and that is alien to him. Yep. And so he's like trying to push that away, and be, revert back to his old self. Yep. He felt like that would give give him an advantage, but I think, yeah, he got stronger... But also, it made him, I think that's just like, yeah, him projecting his actual weakness.
2: Yeah. And what was interesting is like he didn't, he wasn't like crazy, crazy, crazy cocky with the Majin shit either. Like when he starts fighting Boo he later on. He was he, resolved.
0: I think he, he was in a state of like, just resolve. He was like. You know what I mean? He was yeah, like, This is what I gotta do. Yeah. He's like, I'm sick of this shit. He's like, it's my time. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And like we talk about Gohan doing that. Like we've <laughs> we've talked about that before. Like when That's he... different. I think that's right. a little different. Right, but all all three really do it pretty regularly. Like when they just hit a certain point of like fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. I'm just gonna take care of this. Like Goku does it, Vegeta does it, Gohan does it.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: And they all just hit, like, that mental clarity state where they're just trying to get some shit done. Yeah. So, and, like, yeah, their motivations to get there are a little bit different, but...
0: And we talk about, like, shitty animation in the oh, show. Oh, Jesus This Christ. part of the show doesn't really suffer from that, especially, like, during the Goku and Vegeta fight. There's right. And, like, during, during Vegeta's fight with Boo. Yeah,
2: there's there's a couple of spots like especially like the long distance draws that are real shitty. But other than that, like the fights are well animated, all of the artwork looks pretty
0: good. Well, Majin Vegeta is one of the best-looking characters yeah. ever. Yes.
1: Well, and I'm glad you brought up the animation cuz there is one weird thing I noticed. They were a lot more vicious and visceral in the Android saga, and I've noticed in the Boo saga with the animations this one is veiny. There's yeah. a lot of yeah. veins. Like even booze shell, it's like
0: it's a ton of fucking
1: veins. <laughs> it's almost like a big nut sack with veins, you know. And like when they're Super <laughs> Saiyan two, man, it's just fucking veins galore. Yeah, yeah
2: like Spopovich just looked like somebody who was collecting testes and threw them in a sack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So it's just uh, interesting to me. Like really paid attention to the animation this time around. I'm like okay, so we had the visceral fucking arms being chopped off and shit like that, you know, kind of almost like gore. And now this one, they're like, you know what? We're going to put veins on fucking everything. Yeah. You well, see yeah. that car? We're going to give it veins.
2: Right, but it kind of, <laughs> like, as far as, like, the following, like, their power curve, like, it kind of makes sense, like... It does. Like, them bulking up, but it's even just... within Super Saiyan, like, it... it there's that's some, some logic to it, I think. But I don't yeah, know if they bulk up now that you pointed it out, it's definitely I don't know if
0: they bulk up, they just
1: more cut. It's almost like they d- like learned how to draw veins on people, you know, and they're like, All right, we fucking got this on lock. Yeah. <laughs> well they used do to do the
0: pulsating veins, like remember in the first episodes when they were fighting Raditz and Piccolo doing the special beam cannon and he had the veins like throbbing all over him. Yeah,
1: Yeah, like, they were very selective with their veins in the past. They do, like, one or two good ones on the head, maybe three, you know, while they're doing a special beam cannon or something with Piccolo. But, like, it's just, like, I don't know, they cranked it up in this, I feel. They definitely did. I think that
0: was, like, just to show that...
1: They're bulkier,
0: Well, like Ted was saying. I think that's more, like, Bobbity's magic. I don't know, because... Because they're just, like super jacked on is, like, I think that's what that's supposed to be. Like, they're, like, super parts, pushed to their limits and not in, like, a healthy way, so their body is, like... Because I, like, like, I, yeah. I
1: swear there were parts of, like, that fight with Goku, though, that he was pretty weirdly veiny in some scenes, too. Mm, sure. Yeah, but, there's lots of veins. So many yep. veins. <laughs> I, it's not like I'm shitting on it. I just think it's interesting. I'm like, okay, they 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 just decided to do a lot of veins this time. Yeah,
0: they... Well, they definitely did that. Yeah, I
1: yeah. I still like the artwork for this arc a lot, though. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I mean, like you were saying, compared to the past, I feel like the this is when the artwork gets truly consistent in the show. You know what I mean? Like we've talked about before. There would be times where you'd see a fight scene it looks fucking beautiful. And then afterwards, Vegito would be talking and it looks like a third grader drew him. you're like, what the fuck happened? Or, yeah. There's
0: still some of that. Yeah,
2: and I think that's probably just like we've discussed before. Like them hastily trying to get shit going. Right. So I think that like timelines is probably part of that. Mm-hmm. But then there's, there's other things. Um, like the ones that I like to point out is like Android 17 like how he was drawn in the beginning when we first saw him compared to how he is in Super is a massive transformation. Wow, yeah. Well, yeah. Like just, just the, the shape super, of their just the shape of his head is completely at least different.
0: The Super aesthetic is completely different than right. Dragon Ball Z though.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Like it definitely changes. You can look at frames next to each other. It's cleaner in in Dragon Ball Super but not quite as uh like, it's more, I don't know, hardcore-looking in Dragon Ball Z. I don't know how to explain it. It's like it's more smoother, more rounded. Yeah, it's like Z is closer and, to and what? Dragon
2: Ball Super. Right, so I think Z probably is a little closer to what the manga looks like, where you have, like, the singular frames with lots of detail, whereas Super, like, there's mm. still plenty of detail, but it's like everything's kind of smoothed out, a little bit more cartoony.
1: Mm. Right. Well, and as, they, as this show's progressed, you know, it's like animation technology, software, all that shit has just, like, oh, yeah. made tremendous leaps and bounds. And,
0: well, the technology makes it so you can be more consistent. It yeah. makes it oh, way yeah. easier to be consistent I mean, this when you
1: This show is not even anime or anything, but a good one to look at is, like, South Park and the transformation of that show over 25 years. Yeah. I mean, going from just... Little stop frame, cardboard or you know, construction paper cutouts to like full on animation now today. Yeah. And family guy's
2: the same way. Like super old oh, school yeah. Family Guy is
1: way different than Simpsons. Modern. Yep. Simpsons, Simpsons too. without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. The first uh pilot of the Simpsons, if you guys have never seen that, look it up. It's insane. Like the artwork is just like So ass. bad. So it's bad so bad. Mm-hmm. Came well, from like
2: the '80s. While we're here, do you, you, either of you play the old school Simpsons video game?
0: I yeah. played one on my parents' computer back in the day. I think it was the arcade game.
2: Yeah, I don't remember what the what the
0: hell it the was game was. Pretty I played fun ones, game. Like
2: I remember like cruising around on the skateboard as Bart.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 i, I also think it was liked, the arcade game it was just on my parents computer i loved that game i liked uh hit and run on the gamecube too
1: that was a good one <laughs> we're talking about the simpsons now i know <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ we way <laughs> that was my bad that was my bad yeah, we're talking it's about South Park. no
0: just like the the consi- like the animation change yeah and it's like when you're drawing things by hand every frame mm-hmm. that you're bound to be inconsistent it just gets a little more consistent into the boost stuff I think. It yeah, does. definitely.
2: And it definitely helped set the tone for what Super was going to look like and GT. Like it is a lot about GT, but like the art in GT was really good. I liked it. I
0: think there's also more dimension to like the boost stuff. Yep. It's like they took more time for shading. Yeah. And it just adds a little more especially during like the Goku and Vegeta fight during the vegeta sacrifices which is where we're gonna end this yeah it's like we're covering from goku to and vegeta to you know uh vegeta's sacrifice and that is basically it in this episode but it's all really important shit yeah definitely and
1: And it's a lot too like uh mike and i are talking before the show it's like a span of like seven to ten episodes something like that but there's a lot in those consecutive episodes a yeah, lot of shit that happens
2: especially like we said for vegeta which is why we wanted to focus on it like mm-hmm. his, well, yeah, he goes from the you know taken over by Bobody. i'm um, still fucking full-on defying the shit out of Bobody. like yeah he, let's he talk t- about that <clears throat> for a second he flat out tells Bobby to get fucked, man. Yeah, like, let's talk about that for
0: a second. Bobby's it's like, like, "Oh, yeah.
2: you need to kill this," and Vegeta says, "I won't. I don't care what you want."
0: And it looks mm-hmm. like Vegeta's under his control at first because he goes to the, um, I mean, at least to Bobby, it doesn't really look like that to the viewer because you know why Vegeta goes to the arena, yep. and blows up like you know half the crowd. Yeah, yeah. which is super fucked. Yeah, we skipped all to lure Goku into fighting him because he didn't want to do it, really at first.
2: Yeah, Yeah. no, Goku definitely didn't want to fight him. Like they just wanted to figure out a way to free Vegeta. Basically, but he knew.
0: Yeah, he knew that Vegeta wasn't gonna let it go. Yeah, well,
2: yeah. After you watch him blow apart a stadium full of people. Yeah, Yeah. and And like that was that was definitely like a real dark (laughs) moment for Vegeta. Like the flashback to old school, like. First, showing up on Earth, Vegeta.
0: But how fake is that? Like, he did that. You know, internally, he was, like, still struggling with doing that. Like, he wasn't, he didn't, he didn't not give a fuck that he did that. He was putting on a front, basically. No, that's the,
2: that's the thing, though. I don't, I don't think that was a front. I think that was the Bobbity Magic. Like, that was just stripping his emotion away. Like, that's because he talks about maybe it while first, he's fighting Goku. Yeah, maybe at yeah. first
0: he was. A little like but by the time he tells Bobody to get fucked he breaks the magic. Yeah. Yeah,
2: kinda sorta.
0: Like I don't know. I I, yeah it's it's it is kinda nuanced like that. It's like it's hard to say if Vegeta was ever under Bobody's influence, other than like getting that power boost. Well and maybe he just it made it easier to let go a little bit.
1: Yeah, And try to
0: revert back to that, but I think... I don't think he was, like, really... I don't think you can say that you can wash Vegeta's hands of, like, doing that. You know what I mean? No, because definitely not. He wasn't, like, fully under Bobody's control. He wanted that, so he let himself well, do even, that.
2: Even if he was under Babidi's control, like we said, like, he
1: intentionally let Babidi in. Well, and I, I also think that goku talking to him during their fight also kind of got through to him as well because there's something that he says towards the end of the sacrifice that i'll bring up later when we get there that kind of concretes this thought for me but i honestly think goku had a little bit to do with it too him talking to him and be like you fool you know like how could you like you were saying you've never taken help before in the past why would you now all this, you know, and Vegeta starts thinking like, oh shit, you know what, you're right. I'm a proud Saiyan warrior. What the fuck am I doing?
0: Almost. Well, yeah, sure. He's having that internal battle. Even when he's blowing up the... He's like at full like reaction mode when he blows up half the crowd and like... Or even when he decides well, to well, fucking...
2: Not just the crowd, like that first shot... Takes out like an entire section of the city. Too. I know, like, yeah. This shit's brutal. Yeah, so yeah.
0: that's what the, you know, that internal battle is like. He wants to be his old self, but I think even when he does that, he's probably not still his old self. Like, no. he's probably still struggling with doing that, but he's like in that point of resolve where he's like, this is what I have to do. To break the chains of what like he feels like is the prison he's in. Yeah, yeah. Of emotions and shit, like he doesn't want to feel anymore. Yeah, when he are he is feeling. Well, and like he, him doing that isn't like him being nonchalant or not caring. It's a reaction or a, an action to prove that he doesn't care. When he cares. Well, and something
1: that I like that they do is you don't really get to see Vegeta caring and loving and stuff like that with Bulma and Trunks or anything. But what they do is very interesting because when he does fire off that first blast and kill all those people, it cuts to Bulma. And Bulma, you know, she's like, oh my God, my Vegeta, how could you do this and faints, you know, like, and then... The whole time he's fighting Goku and he's fighting Boo, and she's trying to make her way to him, you know, she's thinking to herself, you know, like, how could Vegeta do this? He's not this person anymore and blah, blah, blah. And she's kind of giving you the... Well,
0: because she knows Vegeta better than anyone. Exactly.
1: And so, like, her fainting and seeing her reaction, that's given us the viewers almost like, yeah, Vegeta did make a huge change between Cell and this point.
0: He, you know... She's probably, like, in, in those moments, I bet there are those, like, off-screen moments between them where she gets to see his more, like, tender side, maybe. Yeah. When he's probably, like you be- know, when no one's around and it's just right. him and her. Yeah, behind closed doors. Yeah. He's probably very sweet to her. Yeah. And shows all, uh, like, but maybe not. I'm, I'm inclined to think not actually like
2: just because like before the sacrifice, you get the trunks hug. Right. And like, that's, he, he calls it out. He said that, you know, he's never this held is trunks the first time I've ever held you. Even you when he a was a baby. No, since he was a baby.
0: No, he said he never held him even when he was a baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm.
2: But yeah, so that, that makes me think that even behind closed doors, he's probably not super lovey. Maybe not. But also, but her being able to see the good in him and seeing his shift to like loving his family and protecting the earth like that's probably much more obvious to her because she's around him more than anybody else.
1: But I don't think it goes as far as him being like soft behind closed doors. Well, maybe not. I think his relationship though with Trunks is a lot different from Bulma because Trunks is his son, and that's kind of like he's like, you know you're a Saiyan and all this other shit, you know? Well,
0: and he, yeah. Okay. Maybe he doesn't have those softer moments, but he also settled in to family life. He was, Trying to be involved in Trunks's life way more than Goku is in his kids. <laughs>
1: That's no shit. Like, yeah. isn't that yeah.
0: crazy? Vegeta's a better dad than Goku. That that is kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you like think a about way it, fucking better dad than you Goku. Break
1: it down. There's a good argument for that for like, sure. It,
0: and there's instances of that in <laughs> Super when bull is about to be born, mm-hmm. and v- Goku's like, "Hey, let's go train," and he's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" He's like, "My." Wife is about to give birth in, like, a day. Yeah, I can't do that. And Vegeta's like, why not? Or Goku's like, what? And he doesn't get it. Yeah. So, I mean, there are ways that Vegeta is actually a better man and husband and father than Goku is. Yeah. Like, by far. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I I would have to agree with that. He might
0: not be the most, like, lovey person, but he's there and he takes a way better... Or way more involved stance in his family's lives.
2: Yeah, definitely. Goku's always kinda Just
0: going to train. Yeah. Yep. Just trying even to get stronger. Even when he's trying to farm. You yep.
2: know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he can't even do a fucking job and make some money. He's oh, gotta yeah. fuck around. Yep, exactly. Which why the fuck does he need a tractor? That's a good point. He is so fucking fast he could. I mean, fuck, he did he it as ta-
1: training with Master Roshi in Dragon Ball. Yeah, why wouldn't you just do it
0: all by hand really fast? <laughs> yeah, him and Krillin. And be like,
1: I'm done, I can train now. Him and Krillin rotatilling the whole countryside. You I know. know. It's like... He's, yeah. so, he's so
0: fast, he could do it in like an instant. Yeah, Have he could do that in a done.
1: fucking morning and just be done in a couple hours. Yeah,
2: just he would just blur for a second and then be standing in the same spot and there'd be a trail of dust everywhere he just went and plowed <laughs> right
0: isn't that like the inconsistency in the show though well yeah it's but like we, they we don't use their that. powers for normal shit yeah why wouldn't you fuck i don't know I mean, that's where maybe, the great man comes in
1: maybe the off chance that you know he's worried someone would see him and they'd freak out think you know give, and be like they don't give a shit about that I don't know, because every they're, time they see him fly, people the fucking, freak the fuck I know, out. And they don't, and give they a don't shit.
0: care when the people see him either. They're not I like, know. oh, I should stop that. But it's
1: like, why would they have, you know, Mr. Satan take the win and all that for the cell games if they didn't care? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I think there's I a two and a, to a point, they don't want to be known like that because then people wouldn't, you know, maybe wouldn't leave them alone. Like, be like, oh my well, God, yeah. you can Do fly. Certain, I then, guess you but, get a point. So that's why I think it, I, that's the argument I would make why they don't use their powers doing mundane human shit like that every day because maybe they just don't want to get outed or seen doing shit like that, you know?
2: Yeah, fair yeah, enough. That's reasonable. Like, we know that's why Gohan does the Great Saiyan shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, has, like, uh, that was specifically so he can hide help, his identity, but yeah, not make it a
0: big deal. Yeah. So which so. Uh, yeah, that's funny. The Great Saiyan shit. I don't hate it. I don't either. I'm neutral. I don't. I don't.
2: It's not my favorite. Like, I, the only thing that I don't like about it is it was it kind of like signaled the downfall of Gohan. Like mm-hmm. because you come
1: straight out of the cell games into that, yeah, and that was uh, one of the arguments made. And
0: and like leading up to, you know, during so like when Videl's getting her ass beat by Spopovich, mm-hmm. and that particularly is super brutal. Yeah, that but was a like that, catching
2: that... her as he's knocking her out of the ring, so she doesn't ring out yeah. catching her and then beating her ass some more. Like yeah, and
0: goddamn, like I said on last episode, I don't know if it's because she's a girl. Right And, like, subconsciously that makes you cringe more? Probably.
1: I think it's a combination. You know, I think it's not just that, but also just how fucking brutal it is. Like, Ted is saying, catching her.
0: But if it was, like, would you, like, cringe the same way if it was, like, Goku getting beat up like that? To an extent. Not necessarily but not as so.
1: but not as like as much. I, like I said, I think it's a good mix of both because yeah. it's a brutal ass beating no matter who was in that ring. It true. But it really was it kind of amplified because not only is she a girl, but everyone that loves Videl, including Gohan, has to watch it and there's nothing they could do, you know? They're like, Fuck. Right, yeah. Supreme Kai's like, you know.
0: And then in that moment, Gohan shows his like Unpre- like, not only is he unprepared, like, physically, he's not prepared for intense situations mentally. Yeah. Because he re- he reacts in a stupid-ass way. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Which outs the Great Saiyan Man.
0: Well, not only that, but it gets him fucked up. It gets... Well, they... Not fucked up, because, but they end up stealing his energy. He, like, outs...
2: That he has it, yeah. No, that wasn't during the Videl part, though. That was when,
0: um, well, yeah, no, he freaks out when well, yeah, Vidal freaks getting...
2: out. But that wasn't when that tipped them off for the energy. That was when he gets in the ring to fight Cabido, and Cabido oh, tells him to power yeah. up. I they
0: remember. were
2: intentionally baiting those guys so that they could. Follow I remember. Back to the ship.
0: Yep. Okay, you're right. Yeah. So which like, is fucked up too.
2: Yep. Yeah, and like they did a really good job. I just want to touch on it a little bit of making the Supreme Kai. Look like the villain leading up to that.
1: That was pretty cool. They did. That's a good point. They like really that did. Was,
2: that was well written. Like just his facial expressions and <sighs> he did look like all... his nonchalant, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And then which you is find a out drastic, later that Which is a drastic uh,
0: shift to what he's actually like. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like this was just him in the beginning. I think he just kind of got there on the planet, like he had no attachment to anybody and was really just on a mission for the boo shit, right? And as he spends time with them and gets to know them, you get to see his, you know, softer Well realistic side.
0: He is underestimating people on the planet when he first gets there.
2: Oh fuck yeah. Because I think Gohan, Goku and Vegeta are all stronger than him, I think.
0: So like what you see later is Respect. Well just him being flabbergasted at it He's like he goes there thinking he's there doing God shit, which is why he's he's amongst lesser beings at that moment. Right, yeah. And then when he sees later in the ship that you know, he's like, Holy fuck, these guys are and he's like they're not even at their maximum. Right,
2: yeah. So yeah, some of the respect, some of the getting to know them and connecting yeah. with them.
0: And then that makes him just feel uh, probably inadequate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, right? It's probably a very
2: humbling experience. Like, (laughs) you're a god. You come down to handle some shit, and the people that are there have to handle it for you while you fucking sit on the sidelines. Basically, That's pretty fucking humbling. That's all
0: he does. Yeah. Like, you don't ever even see him handle a fight well. No, Boo just whoops his ass. He just gets his ass beat, and that's leading up, you know, so, like... Back to Goku and Vegeta, they're fighting, and like that, like you said, that speech that Vegeta gives Goku, and that's when you really get his motivations behind everything. Yeah. And like you can really see that not only is it like an arrogance thing, it's like a. Like it's like a.
1: Like it's. Well, it's pain, a why it's,
0: am it's, it's I like, never good enough? Yeah, yeah. It's like pain for him. Right.
2: And, like, they've always... They've hinted at it since they started, like, bringing Vegeta over to the good guy side, right? Like, they've they've hinted at that and sometimes just blatantly called it out. But that speech with Goku, just laying it all out was...
0: Well, and you can see him when he's talking about it. He's still f- pissed at Goku. Oh, yeah. But when he starts to talk about his family, his voice softens. Mm-hmm. And talking about, like thinking the earth would be a nice place to live. And then that just, like, sparks up his rage again, and he flips the fuck out for a minute. Yep. Because he he's, like, still struggling with, like, as he says that, he feels those emotions again of, like, caring about his family, caring about the earth. Well, and
1: let's give props to the voice actor Christopher <laughs> Sabat for that, because you're 100% right. He did right.
0: a fucking incredible he job. He
1: is hands down one of my most favorite voice actors for that moment because he delivers not just the lines but the emotion you know like flawlessly and you know you you see that in his career when he first started out voicing vegeta for funimation and Toei anime it was like you know i mean he he was still good but he got way better at conveying the emotion behind Vegeta. And by this point in the series, it's, like, flawless. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, they understand the characters better than anyone, I think, at this point.
1: Yeah, at this point. It's but... like, uh,
0: I watched an interview just the other day with Chris and Sean, uh, and they were... Talking about that is like in those moments when not only is it a badass show, that's what they're saying. It's not just a show about like zooming around, punching and throwing energy blasts. It's a show about like overcoming
2: your own demons. Uh,
0: oh, Not just that, but overcoming adversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, it's really important to convey like the emotion in those moments Oh, yeah. And, I... like, because if you sell it short, then you're selling the entire thing short. And you're not giving it, doing it justice. Yeah, and then I... I... If, if he didn't deliver the lines the way he did in the Vegeta fight all mm-hmm. the way up through this. Mm-hmm. If he didn't deliver the lines in the way that he did, if it was a little less, then it wouldn't have been, like, as emotional for, like, English-speaking audience.
1: Right, Yeah. It would have definitely suffered, you know, I think. Yeah, if
0: it was an, a lesser voice actor that didn't do it and give it the respect it deserved. Because this is maybe one of the, like these short, what'd you say, like 10 episodes? Yeah. Maybe some of the most important episodes in the entire fucking show. It yeah. is.
2: Across Dragon Ball Z, GT, and Super. Like, like some
0: of the most pivotal important moments in the entire show
2: right
1: a lot of the characters not just vegeta but for a lot of them
2: yeah and like the the under like i think goku walks away from this with a much better understanding of vegeta too yeah because before like
0: i don't yeah he didn't understand what he was doing to vegeta yeah
2: i don't i think he may have had like some clue but He's so in the clouds about just wanting to get stronger that he just kind of brushes it off.
0: Well, and he probably. Until he's
2: like face to face with Vegeta, with Vegeta explaining it to him. And well, then... he
0: probably just thought that in some way or another that he was helping like push Vegeta. Yeah. But in reality, all those L's that he took were just another almost slap in the face from Goku. Like he saw those as personal slights, even though somebody else beat his ass. And but Goku coming in and saving his ass. Yep. Yeah, and he was a, a fucking slap in his face.
2: Yeah. Right. I mean, He's talking like, about how degrading it is. Yeah. To get his ass whooped and then Goku whoop their ass, saving him.
0: Yeah. Not only coming in and whooping their ass, but it's the saving him. Yep. That he. That he needed that he, to be saved by Goku. Right. Yeah, and that just. That's kills just, him and he takes those as personal slights from Goku. Yep. Which is, you know, it's maybe not completely reasonable, but like in the sense of Vegeta's mind, it makes a hundred percent sense. Yeah, definitely. It's like he sees himself as Goku's equal or better. Oh no, he
2: doesn't view Goku as an equal at all. Like I is, think, is from Vegeta's perspective, at least at up this until point, at uh, this up, point, up to here, like. He's always viewed himself as he should be superior. It's his birthright to be Uh, superior. That's
0: maybe what always held him back. Yeah, could be. Is overestimating himself and focusing too much on Goku and not more on the subtleties of his own training. Yeah,
1: could be. Well, and if I'm recalling right, too, after this whole boo stuff, all through Super, I don't think Vegeta really hammers down or really talks about him being the prince of saiyans anymore like that kind of starts to go away you know what i mean because all the way up to this point he's constantly like i am a prince i'm supposed to be superior yeah and, that's part of what we're talking and, like, about yeah, yeah it just drops off like that is mm-hmm. one thing that they've done is they kind of dropped that off
0: it's that shift in the ego to where he doesn't lose that pride in being a saiyan or the pride in himself mm-hmm but he loses the at all costs, like, and he finds a more mellow level in that. Like, he's not so driven by rage and, like, blinded by it, really. Yeah. And it, and he's able to approach his training in a better way, and that drives him to being Goku's equal and sometimes his better. Yeah. And at this point, he is Goku's equal
1: without a doubt. And right. you, know. are you talking
0: about
2: during the boost stuff? or are you talking about no, Super? No, uh,
0: uh, by the where we're at in Super.
2: Okay, yeah. At yeah, I would say they're they're pretty on par with each other. It's kind of hard to tell.
0: Right now, obviously in the show, we know later on that even though Goku and Vegeta fight and Vegeta wins, it's only because another and the, he sees this as another fucking slight and it's actually a pretty good one because Goku lets Vegeta think that they are equals in that fight. Yeah. When at any time Goku could have gone Super Saiyan 3 or raised his power as a Super Saiyan 2 even further and smashed Vegeta.
2: Well, not only that, but even as they're fighting, Vegeta admits that Goku is actually stronger than him even during that fight. Because no, without, yeah, that's without, what without, I mean. No, because without boost power, Vegeta wouldn't be going toe-to-toe with Goku at that level like Vegeta calls that out during the fight
0: I think even though Vegeta had that power up either way yeah Goku still could have been raised his power as a Super Saiyan 2 higher yeah and I think he just matched Vegeta Mm -hmm. to make appease Vegeta or make it he didn't want to break him further
1: Well, yeah, like you said, he thinks he's probably helping or that's, like, the better way of doing it. But what he doesn't realize, and he realizes later on, is that's actually pretty fucked up. Well,
0: how do you think... Is it fucked up, though? Because how do you think Vegeta would have reacted in getting bitch slapped down and been nothing at all? So, before... That that maybe would have broke him to the point where he would have just given up completely?
1: I don't think so.
0: So,
2: I think it depends on the point in time when that would have happened. Like, before... Vegeta had his speech, like, yeah, I think that would have just broke him. After his little speech with Goku, like, if Goku at that moment would have just cranked it up and backhanded him into the ground.
0: Maybe yeah. not even that, but just like, show I think him. think it would
2: have been a little bit different. Like, yeah, I'm I'm a lot more powerful than you.
1: And I, I think it would have motivated him, because, yeah, it, like it did in the past. I agree Would it, with it have you humbled him,
0: though? Would it have humbled it no. him, though? Like, no. sacrificing No, it would have did. enraged him. Yeah, it would have made it worse. Temporarily. So Goku made the right move.
2: Kind of. I mean, well, kind of, but I
1: still think later on... like, I, I, I still think he would have went through with the sacrifice. I still think he would have done all of that.
0: But I think... The sacrifice wouldn't have happened, though, at that point. Because Goku wouldn't have been knocked out. And then Goku would have been, went and ended up fighting Boo. I,
1: I don't know. I still think there could have been a chance where... I mean, I, I don't think Goku would backhand him so hard to completely knock him out but more or less just boom this is a power level i'm at like ted saying you know back off you know fuck your majin Buu well yeah shit. that's what i mean
0: is even if he didn't knock vegeta out and leave him there like vegeta did to him but i still he, think vegeta
1: would have been like oh hey you know what let's get those sensu beans and go check out boo and still would have like cheap shot at him you know yeah. I, don't, I don't think uh, that yeah, would have
0: changed true and so, I,
1: I think it would have later on motivated Vegeta yeah. rather than anger him, you know. Yeah.
2: So another thing to take into consideration on this is like Vegeta owes his power to Goku no matter how you look at it.
0: He does. Because yeah. whether if it wasn't whether for Goku
2: it, Vegeta wouldn't push anywhere yeah. near as hard.
0: True. So it's like, like
2: think back to like the early like evil Vegeta just showing up, I'm a badass, I'm gonna wreck shit and move on. And right? getting
0: humbled by Goku and well, <clears throat> He didn't necessarily lose that fight, but he got beat up enough in that fight to where he realized that he had a lot of work to do, and he wasn't where he thought he was.
2: Right, and Goku has been his benchmark since the beginning. Well, since, since their fight, yeah. Yeah, like that has been what keeps Vegeta getting stronger. Goku doesn't need anybody to keep himself getting stronger. He just wants to keep getting stronger. Whereas, like, I feel like there were, like, if he truly, like, just, like, surpassed Goku by a wide margin, like, I don't think he would maintain his training as much. Like, because that's such a driving force for him to get stronger is to beat Goku. And that really culminates in this fight that we're talking about where, you know, he did most of what he just did to release the emotion and beat the shit out of Goku. Hmm. So... You kind of have to wonder, like, if he ever did, like, way surpass Goku, what would have happened? Like, Goku would have kept training and right. eventually caught back up again. I
0: think if he surpassed him in in these early stages, it wouldn't have been good. No, definitely not. It definitely wouldn't have, wouldn't have been good. But Goku would have caught him. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Vegeta would... And it, it's happened, points where Vegeta was stronger than Goku or seemed to be... And then Goku passes him pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Man,
1: this just further cement[s] my point. Like they have to do like a what if series, like even just one season of random fucking events. You know, yeah. what if this happened? Yeah. You know, if this went differently, or even a movie series. You know, like hour long short movies of yeah. just what would have happened had this occurred. You know. Yeah would be well, so that, fucking some dope.
0: people do like fan fiction like that and it's pretty cool
1: there's some really good fan fiction like i really enjoyed the one that uh talks about chi chi being the main villain throughout the whole series yeah like that's saw. actually is a solid argument it's like and holding good them points. back oh, i haven't seen that yeah you should look it up it's very interesting it basically talks about how chi chi constantly holding back goku and gohan's training is what sets up these future antagonists to uh, kill and destroy parts of Earth and them to go through all the fucking pain and anguish they do is because, specifically with Gohan, because her pulling the whole scholarship with him and trying to get him to be, you know, an outstanding student and not train and not be like his father and shit, you know, there's no denying it holds goku or gohan back a lot yeah and you have
2: to wonder like we've talked about gohan like not being like in the fight like goku is like he isn't just all about the fight but like when he was younger like especially like the cell stuff like i think he easily could have gone that direction if they hadn't had that arrangement before the cell games that after the cell games gohan would become a scholar Because remember, Goku and Chi-Chi had that discussion. And he agreed to let Gohan focus on his studies after the Cell games. Yeah, and like, had it not been for them doing that scholarship with that agreement, like, I still think Gohan could have easily followed more in his dad's footsteps. Because he, he loves training with Goku, like, we've seen that. Especially during the Cell games, like when they go in the time chamber and shit.
0: But that, like, Piccolo made the point that basically he just wanted to spend time with Goku.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so I don't know.
0: Because Goku's the shitty dad.
1: It's an interesting uh, fan Yeah, he's not great. <laughs> for sure, though like with Chi-Chi. Now obviously, you know, yeah, like uh, that's a kind of a reach to say she's the main villain because of that.
0: But I think she's just a mom. Yeah, she's yep. just a mom. She wants her kid to do well in school and Yeah, the other it's thing easy to remember remember is she, she's, she's human. Yeah, that's what I was just going <laughs> to well, say. Well,
1: and on top of that too. I mean, she's seen Goku at this point die, you know, more than, than a, once. more than once, so it's like she's probably fucking scared like yeah i don't want my fucking kid fighting and getting fucking killed by some evil brother saiyan from outer space or you know some fucking genetically modified android thing with the weird butthole tail like yeah you know she's probably like (laughs) i I don't want to fucking you saw her
0: she was freaking the fuck out during the cell games oh yeah
2: oh yeah she was definitely losing her shit her her and that wasn't for
0: goku (laughs) no that was for gohan yeah yeah uh, poor goku, she's,
2: king. <laughs> she's whatever about the goku shit yeah that poor ox king well man.
0: other than him taking off all the time she wants him to be around and support his family well yeah goku's the real villain of the show yep <laughs> right <laughs>
1: you guys think goku black is bad well, fucking way just watch the rest of the series
0: <laughs> oh even in
2: in super like he's definitely the the villain in super like yeah, when he, you think about it
0: he caused all the
2: oh yeah he caused he created that entire scenario where that tournament with universes on the line happened you know yeah I know? know
1: fuck me like, you're right just
2: because he wanted to punch some dude that could punch him back harder <laughs> you now know? I'm
1: questioning everything you're fucking right god damn it
0: who's the real villain
1: I'm just gonna be like later tonight in the shower just like head hanging down thinking about this shit now like oh my god he is the villain <laughs> you're welcome <laughs>
0: He doesn't even realize he's the villain.
1: Yeah, he's too dumb to even realize he's the villain in at all. It all.
2: <laughs> That's the thing. Like, where... I don't know. Like, Goku is interesting. Because you see, like, these moments of, like, clarity during the fights. Where he is taking everything into consideration around him. He's super good at fighting, obviously. Uh, but then, like, when he's out and about, he's such an idiot sometimes
1: yeah i think that goes all the way back to his head injury as a kid though and you know that's that's one
0: thing that like made him a fucking dumbass (laughs) like
1: in a way dragon ball z did kind of do is show like you know even if somebody has like a mental disability or mental like impairment they can still be amazing humans you know
0: in a way because you think about it goku's
1: you, he got that brain injury, dude, and throughout the whole series, he's just fucking dumb. Yeah, doot, <laughs> you know, doot, he's doot, like, doot. like, like Ted said, I mean, there are moments where those synapses fire and he's like,
0: he's just oblivious is, is what he is. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. He's just kind of almost like that insanely good college football player that gets nothing but D's. You know, it's like, yeah. he's good at football, but nothing, don't fucking.
0: Nothing but D's. Oh. God.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, how is that possible? Oh, I can tell you how that's possible.
2: Sitting over there fantasizing now, aren't you, man?
0: <laughs> All right, so we're getting around to the main part of this, my favorite part of the entire series: the sacrifice. Vegeta's sacrifice. And I think it's maybe the most pivotal moment in his entire. Like, this whole thing's pivotal, but there comes a moment. He, he shows up. Fights Boo for a while, but quickly he's finding out that he can't really damage Boo. Yep. Yeah. And he's quickly realizing that he can't win. Mm-hmm. Which is <coughs> that's character that's, growth in that's itself. Ca- yeah, for Vegeta, that's yeah. a big thing for him to like see it and go, "Oh, I can't win here," and accept it, and accept it, and go. And that—that's the big turnaround moment—is him accepting that, and then realizing that, you know, all the bullshit when it when the chips are down, and the chips are all down right here, mm-hmm. and he knows it. And and he realizes when the chips are down, what I care about is like protecting my family. He's yep. like, fuck me in this super badass villain guy that does what he wants. Fuck all that. I care about my family, and... He even lets the Goku thing go a little bit. Like yeah. Like, when he's talking to Piccolo. I think he does, too, yeah. Like, they, well, they, he, they, and he,
2: they're talking about it, and he's like, so tell me, am I going to see Goku in the other world?
0: Yeah, and, and, and Piccolo tells him... He's like, Goku spent his life protecting people. You spent your life hurting people. You've caused too much pain. Yep. You won't be able to yeah, keep your body be, yeah, like he, he keep did. Yeah, you
2: won't keep your body. And Vegeta just, yeah, guess yeah, he's, he's what like, does, all right, cool. And walks off.
0: Well, no, he tells him, uh, that's all. That'll be all. He's like, now you guys need to get the fuck out of here. And yep. Piccolo's like. Oh, shit. And, like, Piccolo is, like, eyeing Vegeta this whole time. He's like. He's like, this isn't normal. You know what I mean? He's like, he knows that v- Vegeta's hit. Yeah. That le- that.
2: Turning point. It,
0: well, he's he yeah he knows that he's hit that point of resolve to where he's gonna do something big. Yeah. And. You know he flies off. You know because Vegeta knocks out Trunks and Goten. Yep. Um, because they want to stay and help. Right being naive and just wanting to help his dad. Yeah. But Vegeta's like, uh because... Nope, yeah, post like post hug.
2: Like we, we kinda and brush then, past yeah, it. Yeah, like you get the, the hug, hug but like you that... get the
0: hug and that was actually that's actually really important because like you said
2: that was Vegeta Vegeta. Yeah,
0: Vegeta as he's hitting these points of realization as he's watching, standing there watching Boo like get closer. And he's like, <clears throat> he you can tell a you, whole flashback you, you, sequence. Well, yeah, you can <laughs> tell that he. That's about the point when he realizes that he wants to protect his family. Yeah, it's the point that he hugs Trunks, and he goes. He goes. I don't think I've held you even when you were a baby, and like. It's kind of weird for Trunks that he's, like, hugging him and shit. He's like,
2: Dad, what's wrong? Yeah, he's like, what's <laughs> the hell? embarrassing. Whoa. Yeah. You yeah. know?
0: But it's really important for Vegeta because it's something he would never do before and probably something he's never done in his life. Yeah, it's, like, I hugged. don't think he... Not only his son has he ever... He never hugged his son. He's never hugged anyone, even when he was a baby. Yeah. He probably was never held or hugged either. Yeah. yeah, probably not. So for him to like be able to make that leap and go, oh, I care about my family, he's like, I want to be... And he's like, I want to hug my son. Yeah. And that's pretty legit. Yeah, it is. And that part, for me specifically, is like I never got a lot of hugs from my dad either. You know what I mean? So that, for me, and like saying that, yeah, you. Uh, and it like chokes me up right now it's like it was really important there's a reason this is like the my favorite part of the whole show
1: well yeah and I'm sure because that... it's not
0: just like somebody getting pissed because somebody died it's like a whole different level of like dealing with emotions
1: well and that's why we love this show right like that's the thing about this show there is something relatable for everybody in the show you know what I mean they're throughout the whole series especially now up to this point i think anyone could watch through it and relate with a certain character or a certain scenario like this you know what i mean that's the the great part about this show you know there there are a lot of kids out there that didn't have you know had a shitty dad had a shitty upbringing and then to watch that you know we've talked about this before you know we even did this show it kind of is what inspired it for us uh, you and i is like that that was huge for you because, you know, you took that as like, oh, this is what a father is supposed to be like. And you apply that even yeah. today, it, later in your life, being a dad with two sons, you know, mm-hmm. you apply that today. So it's like everyone on the surface, it looks like just a stupid anime show, but it's not. It, no, it's definitely it's not. so much more to it. And there's so many good life lessons and morals and key values that you could take away from it. It's insane.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, I totally did. I was like, oh, like, even if you're, and not only that, it's like, it shows you, even if he's a fic- fictional character, that, like, no matter what mistakes you make, you can always, oh, jeez, you can always get, uh, choose to do better. You
1: could always get redemption.
0: You could atone for it,
1: whatever, you know. And maybe it doesn't
0: erase what you did.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But you can always turn the corner. But and you can right be. Path. You
0: can always choose to be different. Right. Yeah. So, God, this is really fucking choking me up, dude. I didn't yeah. think it would this much, but like, yeah. Oh, this shit is super important to me. This these episodes.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there there's some moments in Super I can tell you that I'm gonna get choked up with, yeah. and it, it includes Vegeta specifically with bulma you know because yeah
0: oh yeah and protecting bulma yeah mm-hmm. me and and being a
1: married man it's one of those things because yeah i used to be before i met chelsea i used to be a very lone wolf kind of selfish just thought about myself type of person and that was like a key <clears throat> scenario for me is when beer is slapped her and that's
0: it's a it's also a good look at like relationships it's mm-hmm. like on the surface, Bulma and Vegeta's relationship isn't really that great, right? Or it doesn't seem that way. But Bulma, Tamed it, it seems no, it seems like it's a bad situation for her almost because he seems like an unloving, uncaring husband. But really, she understands Vegeta and understands what his boundaries, his limits, yeah, are. And gives him all of the leeway that he needs to keep him around as her husband. Like, she accepts him for who he is. Yeah. And then, that gave Vegeta enough time to grow in that relationship and learn new things and how to be a better person. Yeah. Yeah, Like, she... That's what's crazy is like Balma oh, out of everyone probably taught Vegeta how to be a better por- person more than like Goku you would on the surface you could go oh watching Goku showed Vegeta how to be better well maybe you could say that sure I, I but I think I having think a, the case I think, I think his having his family with, yeah having people that he loved around him that weren't the Z fighters but his own his people yeah. Right. And the th- I and that that's like you could apply that to any man like in current society, right? Is more dudes than ever are alone, and then they lash out like in the ways the Vegeta, yeah, you, did definitely it would hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Yeah. And if given time to prove your worth and like prove you can be better, be shown you can be better, mm-hmm. and then given the time to like process that and then apply it yeah right. anybody but can be a better person oh yeah for sure
1: and and it was so key for men too because like nowadays it's become a lot better for men to be able to talk about their mental health issues or talk about like our issues in general you know but back when we were growing up watching this it was still very much that stigma of oh you're the you're a man you can't talk about fucking emotions and feelings and, you know you can't and,
0: cry or you can't fucking
1: yeah and so that show really helped i think a lot of a lot of guys because it was like well y- it's okay to show emotion at times it's okay to protect your family to be uh, fucking you know a man but at times you know have those moments of okay you know i i can show emotion i i can I I can be emotional for certain shit, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, and you can... It's okay to be who you are and show love in the way that you know how. Exactly. And the way Vegeta knows how is to just be there. Yep. Like, to be there and... A lot better than Goku, like we said. I think that's his... He doesn't know how to necessarily hug his son every day.
1: Yeah.
2: But he
0: he knows how to be there and love his family and like when it when the chips are down, he puts it all. He's there. Yeah, yeah. Like when Beerus is scared as he was a Beerus. Mm Mhm. Groveling at his feet. Yeah. Like as soon as he touched Bulma, like you said, that's my Bulma. Like, how fucking dare you? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't give a fuck if you're a god. Like, nobody touches my Bulma. Yeah. And that, you know, and that I think in essence is like what Vegeta's love is. It's deep. Mm Mm-hmm. He doesn't like show it all the time, but when it counts, that's, you know, he can be counted on. To be there for his family, and that's, I think that's what it is. Yeah, and, like, yeah, exactly.
2: Goku is, like, basically the polar opposite of that. Like, he's always aloof and training and gone, but when he is around his family, he's loving with
0: them. Yeah. With Goten. And Gohan. And Gohan. And, and he, Yeah, he's very pleasant to be around when he's with his family, and everybody right, loves being around him. he's not
2: there most of the time.
0: And, and that's, his... that's where Chi-Chi's love comes in the same way. It's like she struggles with Goku, but also when even later in the show, is like like she'll get pissed and he'll leave, and then she's like, ah, oh, well, fuck it, you know, he'll be yep. back. Yep. It's like she even gives her Goku the space he needs to be who he is. Yep.
1: Well, yeah, and that's like so important too because – you know, that taught me as a kid, relationships are supposed to be two ways. You know, there's give and take. You know, there are times where she expects Goku to be on the farm, farming and working for the family. And then, you know, she starts to kind of release her grip and go, okay, he needs to go and train. He needs to go and train. You know, and it, it's it's important because, you know, that's a key, key thing for a relationship in real life. You know, you have to have that give and take. Um, Cause you know, I feel like at this point we could all say we've probably been in a relationship where it's been more one-sided, and
0: or if somebody's trying to change who you are, yeah, and like pulling you away from the thing that you love, yeah, it's it's like you're not making me happy by doing that. You're not making me better, right, by pulling me away from the thing that I love, unless it's something like obviously not good for you, right, Mm -hmm. like fucking doing drugs and shit or. Right. Like but if you pull somebody from their passion, then you're not you don't you're not loving them the way that they need to be loved. Yeah. Like agreed. Like you have to give that person, if you love that person, you have to give them that freedom to be who they are and chase their passions and be their cheerleader.
2: Right. You got to yeah. you have to love people for who they are and not what what you want them to be or what you think they could be.
0: Or mm-hmm. what you think they should be right
1: god so much good shit in the show man. okay Just, so
0: uh,
1: back to the there sacrifice. there are
0: there's a key point in all this and like and i think no we have been on the sacrifices we're talking about like this is clearly like a obvious like mental health like struggle right yeah, yeah. like anybody could struggle obviously it's on like a crazy super saiyan scale Right, But
1: but it applies to a lot of guys in real life. yeah. It, because, you know, we're expected to be the tough ones and to not, like I said, show that emotion or, you know, and, and, and it's like you, you not show weakness, you know.
0: Or understanding where somebody is starting from. Yeah. And why they are the way they are. And maybe they just need to be shown that not all people are garbage
1: yep yeah
0: for them to start to change or change completely eventually like vegeta does in this in this moment you know he's still kind of a dick later after this well yeah but I mean, there's like, that clear the saying but he's cemented himself in being like
2: the good guy yeah right yeah and from this point forward like it's still kind of baffling to me that they question, well, to, I mean, to be fair, not very many of the Z fighters were around for this sacrifice, right? Like Goku wasn't there.
0: Nobody was there. Piccolo um, and Krillin. Piccolo,
2: yeah, Piccolo. Yeah, exactly. So, and I mean, even, even into Super, like he had been so bad in the past that like they question his motives even in Super sometimes. Yeah. Like almost, put like when the when Frieza comes back and they're wondering if he's gonna switch sides and rejoin Frieza, which
0: is fair. It's like that's fair, and that's what I meant by when I said making that right choice can help you redeem yourself in your own mind and become a get better person. Doesn't erase what you did before, and maybe people are gonna question your motives because of what you did, and that's like the consequences of it. Doesn't not erasing right the past but yeah, also exactly. if you continue to be that good person people are going to start to associate you with those good things and maybe not those bad things that you did oh yeah but also there's always going to be the people that judge you based on what you did no matter what how no matter how much you change yep and they're going to have an idea of who you are in their head and that's never going to change right uh, yep doesn't matter how good you are. Mm-hmm. There's a point, and we got to talk about like the intensity of the moment when Vegeta, you know, Piccolo, Krillin, they they've flown off, and it's just Boo, Pic- Boo and Vegeta. Vegeta and Vegeta's or, Pic- or Boo is like yelling at Piccolo and. He's like, oh, where are you going? I want to fight you. Yeah, and Vegeta's and like, oh, Vegeta's are, like none in, of your concern. Like he draws all the attention to himself, and not in the same way he would before. Yeah, he's doing it to allow them to get away. Yep, and protect people that he would wouldn't have gave a fuck about in the past. He yep. would have let them die to save his own skinny. Like no problem.
2: Yeah, yeah. and we we saw that. Uh, even as far up as the android saga where he didn't give a shit about bulma and trunks all he wanted to do was fight the androids
0: yeah yeah he he, he that's a good point he he almost he almost let bulma die mm-hmm. because he was he didn't care that much up to the point to where my bulma yeah yeah right. and you don't even sneeze in her fucking direction <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it's fucking crazy yeah
1: and that's a crazy fucking moment for me because like i said i mean up until i got with chelsea like i i mean not gonna lie it's scummy of me to say but most of the chicks i was with and whatnot you know it was just like i was going through the motions i was like yeah whatever you know mm-hmm. then i got with chelsea and it was like i would fucking kill for this woman i would die for this woman mm-hmm. she understands me she gets me she knows who i am and like i i I've always joked, and even before she started getting into the series, I'd always call her, like, my Bulma, before even Super came out, because she...
0: She is kind of like Bulma, huh?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, she (laughs) stands her ground, trust me, you know, whenever I get too cocky and arrogant, she stands her ground and says, hey, dude, fuck off, all right, you know, much like (laughs) Bulma does with him, and, you know, like, she's the only one that can talk to him that way, too, like... That's true. And, you know, it's one of those things where, like, but at the end of the day, you know anyone fucking like you said sneezes in her direction he's like fucking no <laughs> you know like not
0: only is that protectiveness but it's also just having respect for their your partner's feelings and actually hearing them and like i said giving them what they need
1: mhm yeah it's that that it's not- like you're
0: not you're not my possession or like you're my partner that means being equals and like understanding each other communication yeah exactly and like yeah so that's you respect chelsea's feelings enough to like respect your opinion
1: exactly yeah because like yeah when i when i first got with her i was just a very selfish person i thought about myself mostly yeah, you think about her yeah and now it's like everything i think about like after 2 3 years like with her it was like everything i thought about was not just about myself i thought about how it impact her and how it impact us and you know and that was a kind of weird awakening moment for me cuz like that's i said that's what
0: a good relationship does it challenges you to do things that you maybe you wouldn't have before and like the good things yeah and like, like change in a good way to where you in your case you started caring about her specifically, but other people. Yeah. And, and also she made you that. more extroverted. She got you out. Yeah. And so she makes you a better man. Yeah. She made me essence. a lot
1: more compassionate, I guess you could say for people, you know, cause it just started out with her. And now at this point, you know, it's like, we'll do something. And I'll be like, <laughs> she'll even look at me like, dude, you're worrying a little too much, but I'll be like. Well, what about this person? And she'll just look at me, and be like, "It's fine, <laughs> you know, stop worrying." But like, right. now, yeah, I think about more, I think about people more than myself now. You know, I don't think about myself much at all anymore. I, I I would say I'm a lot a lot less selfish now. You know,
0: dude, it's crazy how much a moment like this in just a cartoon that you would could easily just watch and not pay attention and just see it on surface level. Yeah, And you'd be like, oh, that's crazy, that guy blew him up. But if you have been watching Vegeta's progression, this is, like, massive. Yeah. And not only does he make all those choices, but, you know, he thought his family and shit was making him weak. Mm-hmm. That being, it was making him soft. But when he makes that decision... To protect his family at all costs, he's actually stronger in that moment by a white than margin. than like ever. Yeah, not only like in like raw power, but like mentally. Yeah, like he's,
2: and that's really what he's that like whole so, scene is too. Is, is like him his... being
0: solidified in in his like it making that choice and realizing his family meant everything to him. Made him stronger than he'd ever been, right? Because he was no longer broken in his mind or like confused.
2: Yeah, and that's what this whole scene, the whole sacrifice scene, really is: is him shifting from the selfish side to the protective side. Like that is the moment, like mm-hmm. the, you know that that episode or two that
0: and he that's says one of the point. fucking coldest motherfucking lines i've ever heard no taboo taboo and hold up so after he tells him vegeta's like you know talking to boo telling him he's gonna be his opponent right he's Mm -hmm. like don't worry about anybody else i'm i'm your opponent Mm -hmm. and boo's like oh i want to turn you into chocolate or whatever and Mm -hmm. You know, Vegeta just kind of laughs and tells him, I I think I finally understand you. He's like, let's go. And fucking powers up. And that part is so fucking gangster. It really is. Because, like, just like the zero fear or, like, concern for himself Yeah. is like, that shit's empowering as fuck.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. It's so, like,
0: it shows you like the, like what I mean strength is that. Right. It's like, just the love for his family and the absolute certainty yeah. made, it made him fearless. Mm-hmm. Even to die. And then, so he says one of the coldest fucking lines to boo ever. And... <laughs>
2: You are a fool! I am going to crush you and throw you into the wind!
1: Trunks, Bulma, I do this for you. And yes, even for you, Kakarot. Yes, and And I love... Talk about
0: Chris... Chris Abbott's fucking ability to... Like, dude. Just the way his... His range changes as he talks about different people. He says, for Trunks and Bulma, he gets really soft and compassionate. And you yeah. he can hear the love for his family in his voice. And then he
2: it's smugly, a re- mm-hmm. you know, he
0: even says, yeah, even for you.
2: Yeah, and like the the emotional range in that one line is, in, is insane.
1: Well, and like I was saying earlier uh that, vegeta that, well, that little part there even for you kakarot uh-huh
0: that's that, what i mean is like
1: is showing
0: how how much he's grown yeah and that's he's like I, i'm even point, doing this for you fuckface. face yeah I'm and gonna, that was
1: the point i was making earlier and that's the exact line that i wanted to talk about yep, later on is how I figured he added it was. goku into that said even you kakarot it's
2: yeah. like wow draw an interesting parallel for you cleverly like, think about, like, the the Knights Radiant on their ideals. I know. Like, Kaladin's, it is like one that. of Kaladin's ideals was the... It is the same kind of, protect yeah. Protect even like, those that I hate.
0: Yeah, letting go of your hang-ups. And, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, he let go of that in that moment. It was like, yep, he decided to be good no matter what. And that is, like, the important thing out of all this i think
1: yeah because it it, you know even if you're another good thing you could take away from vegeta and this whole entire thing is like we we kind of touched on it but you know it doesn't matter your past you know what i mean that that's the huge thing you can also take away from this is like your past doesn't mean shit it's in the past It's all about what
0: you're choosing to do now. It's
1: always about what's in front of you on the horizon and how and which way you choose to go.
0: And you can choose to live in cycles and do the same things over and over and complain about how your life sucks and how nothing goes right for you. Like Vegeta. Right. Or you could grow. And you can blame other people for your own shortcomings. Right. But at the end of the day, when you face that and you have an ego death which is what this is yeah is like you're humbled and you realize what's really important to you and hopefully that happens yeah because you can get stuck in cycles and nothing will ever change and that happens to a lot of people and that's what depression is yeah is being stuck in cycles that don't lift you up out of the hole they just keep you in it it's a vortex right of fucking making the wrong choices because it's easy because you're used to it right it's what you're used to doing even if it brings you pain that's what i'm used to yeah. so i'm gonna do that because it's easier than trying something new that's scary mm-hmm. it's not scary to continue to be what well, is scary but that's what trauma is, too, is, like, just staying in those fucked up cycles in your life that don't better anything.
1: Right. And breaking those chains to become a better person. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's what this is all about. Like, it's its about so many things. It's about, like, being there for your family. It's about making better choices to be a better person no matter how fucked up your past is or how fucked up you were yeah and people like scoff at like people in prison that maybe made horrible choices because they came up in a fucked up situation and that's all they knew yeah but to scoff at like people coming out of prison like coming out better people Mm -hmm. that's crazy or to assume that people can't change right which is fucking crazy how could anybody ever think that
2: yeah, you spend your entire life changing.
0: It's true. Like, you're never... You're not the same well, person you were a year ago. Or yeah. five months ago. Yeah. Or...
1: Well, yeah, there are plenty of people that 10 years ago, I fucking hated. And then, like, recently in life, you know, I've reconnected with them. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know what? You're actually a really cool person. And, you know, you, you actually have a lot of interesting things to say. And a lot of, you know cool things about you, you know, like people grow and people change, you know? So it's,
2: well, that's not just their change and growth either though. Like that's yours too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's,
2: that's the whole thing is like everybody's constantly growing and changing. Like some people grow a little less. Some people don't grow at all, but like we were talking about with the depression cycle, like, yeah, but that's kind of the whole point is everybody's changing all the time sometimes for the better sometimes for
1: the worse but well and that's the point I guess I'm trying to like make that I didn't make very well earlier is like people like especially for guys you know going through that depression cycle and doing the same shit over and fucking things up constantly and over and over again most people in society would look at a guy like that a man and say that guy's a fuck up
0: yeah, you would look at him on surface level like you would look at Vegeta and you exactly. would go, well, that guy's a fucking asshole. But it's like... But w- you don't look at his past and go, God, he never, nobody ever loved him.
1: Right, exactly. And it's like once that guy finally breaks that cycle of depression and starts putting his heart on his sleeve a little bit more and quit, quits, you know, bottling shit up and stuff like that. That's where, for back then, in the early 90s and whatnot, you know... That, that was pivotal, like, because, you know, back then, to talk about men's mental health well, was you didn't like, get... you know, I mean, like, even how sometimes like women, I remember like my mom talking back then and shit about guys that were kind of like that, you know, that were just in kind of, I, I could tell they're just, you know, even at a young age, these are men that are struggling with issues, you know, but, you know, my mom would immediately be like, oh. That guy's kind of a fuck up and shit. But she came from an older generation of where you know it's that kind of toxic view for men men of like oh you know if you have
0: if you have anything you're struggling with you're weak somehow.
1: Yeah, you gotta just bottle that shit or up you're and a, take you're a it fuck on. up like yeah, dude. Yeah. And it, it that that was like important for me growing up because it was like oh shit you know I I can actually talk about my issues like how he talked to goku you know about how his repeated success you know brought him down or you know made him feel shitty um him showing bulma that oh what the fuck you, you fucking laid a hand on her. I'm going to fucking kill you. I don't care if I die in the process. That's because she showed will. him
0: what love was.
1: Exactly. You know, and it's one of those things where that was important for me as like developing as a kid, I guess, you know, because once I became older, it took Chelsea to bring that out of me. But it was like, oh, shit, you know, I can actually, you know, be like these guys and talk about my shit. And it's OK. You know, it's not I'm not going to be viewed as weak for it you know i I, i'm actually the right
0: person would see it as a as a good thing yeah you because if anything communication in a relationship is everything yeah and if you can't talk about how you feel and be honest Mm -hmm. without that person getting upset with you or then that then they're not the right person
1: yeah and it took chelsea because up until that that point i never had that kind of support and then it it was a double effect of her and then also this show growing up you Mm -hmm. know being like well shit yeah you know i grew up watching this show the whole fucking time and that's all they do you know is that you know they they talk about their shit and they're pretty open about in the show you know it's not very often that they... Well,
0: Vegeta and all this is a good example of not talking. Right. And yeah, not like, talking, is, and then when he finally does talk...
2: Yeah, it's like him breaking free of his own shackles.
0: Yeah. Exactly. When he finally talks about it mm-hmm. and gets it out, yeah. yeah, he's able to hash it out for himself when he says it out loud. Exactly. Yeah, and it,
2: that, the conversation he has with Goku during their fight is really the catalyst for that like that's when awakening. he's really struggling right yeah but like just getting it out there and presenting it in an organized way for himself even yeah like kind of catalyzes the entire transformation
0: yeah um, rain we're, we're, is com- we're recording rain is, coming. <laughs> okay. rain is coming well we're about to Shackled. On that note, uh <laughs> we are at the end of this episode. This I think it's turned out really good, dudes. Yeah, yeah it was I think really good, the episode. the thing to pull from this is like don't give up on yourself. Just try to make better choices, and if you see somebody that needs love, give them some. Exactly. Because you never know how they could change a person for the better. Totally. Yeah.
1: Without a doubt, there's so many good things. I, I've said it before, and. You know, if this is your first time listening to Dragonese Balls, you've never even have heard of Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z. I say it all the time. Check the show out. Bukaki
2: so blast. That's
0: what you say all the time. Worth it. Yeah. No <laughs> well, Bukaki blast in this one. This was a serious one. I wanted to do. Yeah. I've always wanted to do a good episode about like depression, mental health, and all that. I'm surprising this. It's not where I expected it to go, but I'm really happy it, did, like, it totally it's important. did. You
2: have to wonder, like, we always viewed Vegeta as this, like, you know, super hard, crazy asshole, right? Up until his turning points, obviously. like You see his growth, but, mm-hmm. like, I wonder, like, maybe if his rage was driven by depression. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. or just, you know, not knowing love. Yeah. It's like he all he knew was fighting and destruction and and being a fucking hard ass like yeah you can't if when that's all you see you can't expect him to be anything but that right you can't expect him to know how to have a family that you know shows each other affection and you know or expect him to even know how to have a family
2: <laughs> you know it's kind of it's interesting like That same cycle repeats on different scales throughout the show, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you see the same thing with, like, Beerus and Weiss. Well, not so much Weiss, but, like, with Beerus. Like, when he's introduced, it's the same thing with the Supreme Kai. Like, when they're introduced, like, they are aloof and don't give a shit about any of the people they're interacting with. But as they're around them more and more, like, they see the humanity and it starts to rub off on them, too so like yeah we saw a lot more with Vegeta but it's kind of a repeating thing throughout the entire show agreed mm-hmm. I think that might be a good spot to send it out yeah absolutely
0: so if you enjoyed this episode and this is your first time listening go ahead and check out com. we have links to anywhere you can get our podcasts uh, Spotify Google Play Apple all the good stuff we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well. Check out our group on Facebook. Yep. A lot of good memes there, the Comic Zone.
1: Yep, and don't forget our TikTok page, too. Did I, didn't I say TikTok? Maybe. I think I did. We got a bomb TikTok page. Mike does awesome with it. There's some funny <laughs> shit on there, too. So yeah. thanks, man. And to be
2: fair, the funny shit's just us.
1: <laughs> yeah mike says like two words yeah, yeah. No, I, I didn't mean that <laughs> jesus
2: christ <laughs> the sand out of your vagina over there no it just healed,
0: <laughs> Is it healed? anyway You're this has pearl pearl been <laughs> yeah. the comic zone peace out later